Have you ever gone to your favorite search engine or resource and just started like opening the first cover to gut healing? And maybe like quickly slam that cover back shut because you realize how many things there are to consider. It can get really overwhelming really quick. And that is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode is just how to cut through all of the noise, how to know the best protocol for you, where to even start, when a protocol might work for you, and when you're going to need something different and what that might be. There's just a lot of questions that need to be answered whenever you're first starting out on your gut healing journey, or even if you've been going down this journey and feeling like you're spinning your wheels. So listen in, you're going to love it. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nourished and Thriving Show. I'm your host, Katie Lovett. I'm a registered dietitian on a mission to help you increase your impact and legacy on the world while healing your gut and reducing your IBS symptoms. I'm so grateful to have you here. Each week, I'll inspire you to live vibrantly and provide valuable resources and information that empowers you to take bold action towards your health goals. Before we dive in, make sure you follow or subscribe to my show wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Ready? Let's go! Hey everyone, welcome back. Today we're diving into a topic that's so important and it may actually be a big source of overwhelm and inaction for you. So if you're someone who feels like they are immersing themselves in all things gut health and really struggling to take action. This also is um, related back to one of my six stages of gut rehab, which if you haven't learned about, go all the way back in the podcast episodes um, to the six stages of gut rehab. I did one episode that was an overview of all six stages And then I did a deep dive into each stage. And this stage that I'm kind of referring to is the root cause researcher, where you're researching, 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 you're looking, 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 and really struggling to take action. And you know, my favorite question is why? Maybe I should have been like forever a (laughs) five-year-old for asking why all the time. But, um, you know, one reason that that inaction might be that you're taking just researching and not taking action and applying things is because you don't know which one to move forward with, right? You don't know how to know the right way to go. So this is for you specifically around choosing the right gut healing protocol for your specific needs. So if you're struggling with digestive issues or bloating, or even just feeling off balance or off, like something's not quite right, this episode's for you. So gut health, as you guys know, if you've been around for a while, thank you. If you're new here, I'm, you probably have heard this before, but gut health is not a one size fits all approach. You are beautifully unique we're all beautifully unique and what works for one person may not be the perfect fit for another. So how do you navigate through the sea of gut healing protocols to find the one that's tailor-made just for you and that's actually going to give you results? That is exactly what we'll be uncovering today. But first, let's talk a little bit about why this matters. I think it's a really good reminder for everyone. Gut health is the foundation of our overall well-being. It affects 
everything from our immune system to our mental health to our hormones. And when our gut is out of whack, it can throw our entire body off balance. That's why it's so crucial to choose a gut healing protocol that aligns with your specific needs and sets you up for success. So in this episode, we'll walk you through the steps and assess your gut health and needs, explore the different bases of different gut healing protocols, what makes them similar, what makes them different, and help you to consider important factors when making your decision on which, if any, to move forward with. Plus, we're going to share tips on tailoring that protocol, even if it's kind of a one-size-fits-many to fit your unique lifestyle and dietary preferences. That's a lot. So I hope <laughs> I hope you're ready. Uh, get ready to take some notes if you're able to, or come back and re-listen to this because by the end of this episode, you're going to be equipped with the knowledge and confidence to choose the right gut healing protocol that will transform your digestive health and enhance your overall well-being. It's a lofty goal, isn't it? Let's jump right in and start working on unraveling some of these knotted up, tangled uh, webs of yarn when when it comes to gut protocols. <clears throat> so first of all, we need to assess your gut health needs. Identifying your specific health concerns and symptoms is a great place to start. What's normal? What's not normal? What's optimal? What's not optimal? What are things that you've thought are okay, but really could be a clue? This happens to me all the time with my clients where they don't necessarily tell me something that's been going on because it's been going on for such a long time, they don't really think anything of it, but it's actually really critical. It's a really critical key and clue to help us uncover what's going on. So really look at everything. And again, this is where having somebody like me who's an objective third party can look at things because it's so difficult. It can be really challenging to have that self-awareness um, whenever you're looking at your own health. Um, this includes diagnosed conditions, medical history, all the way back um, through your childhood, looking for patterns, looking for anything that stands out that may impact what is going on and therefore impact the protocol that you need. Um, there's also some you know, testing that you can do with a healthcare provider that can help give these clues. So if you forget something, leave something out of your intake paperwork, that's where the testing can come in really handy. And that's actually when it comes up a lot of the time is I will be reviewing lab results with somebody and mention something. And I'm like, have you ever had this going on before? And they're like, oh yeah, but I didn't think it was a big deal. So I didn't mention it. And it's still showing up on their gut test today. So um, that, that professional guidance, the testing, all of that can be super, super helpful. So first of all, you need to know what's going on, what's optimal, what's not optimal, and what do you want to achieve, right? Where are you going? Like I always say gut health is a journey and not a destination, but where is the next stop on your journey? Like where, what does gut health look like for you? That's really important to define so that you know when you've arrived. So let's take a look at different gut healing protocols. So 
there's a lot of different ones out there, right? And and it can be overwhelming. Even for me as a provider, it sometimes seems like a new one crops up every day. And it can be something like a low FODMAP diet or GAPS diet or um, specific carbohydrate diet, autoimmune protocol, or even just a gut healing protocol that you see for sale for $27 on a nutritionist website. And you're like, oh, it's a gut healing protocol. Um, I used, I don't use it as much anymore, but I used to use a meal planning service with my clients to help assist me in making meals and recipes. I use something a little bit different now, but they even had gut healing protocols. It was called that. It was called a gut healing protocol. And it was kind of a combination of like low FODMAP, AIP-ish. So there's like specific set diets. And then there's also kind of mishmashes of all of them mixed together. Now, they all have different things. There are slight nuances. There are vast differences. But there's really common similarities in what they're aiming to do and the intended benefit. They just can go about it in different ways. And so different things can work better for different people. So this is just the food part, right? Because I'm thinking if you are online looking for a gut healing protocol, it's most likely gonna be some sort of an elimination diet, some sort of a food thing. But we know, all my Nourished and Thriving show listeners know, that there's a whole lot more that goes into gut health than just food. It is a component of it. It absolutely is what you put in your digestive tract and into your body 100% matters. But if you are eating quote unquote perfectly for your gut health, but you are crazy stressed or not sleeping or you know doing some of these other things, your results are gonna be limited. So you know that, my crew knows that, remember that and keep that in mind because today we're gonna be more focused on nutrition, but just remember that caveat there. <clears throat> So all of those gut healing protocols that I just rattled off, they're going to work differently, but they're going to have a few things in common, right? And that's where I think these protocols that are not necessarily personalized, they're just a diet that you found online, your doctor handed you a pamphlet and you're executing it on your own, or you're buying something for 27 bucks from um, a healthcare provider or nutritionist or a blog or whatever. The general things can be really, really helpful. And that is where these protocols really shine. It's whenever it gets more into the nuanced, personalized, um, more specific and targeted interventions that you need more specific and targeted advice and support. Um, But these are generally going to encourage more whole foods, more vegetables, but also maybe a smaller group of what's allowed, specifically like specific carbohydrate or low FODMAP. Um, They're going to eliminate certain things that um, those opportunistic organisms can really feed off and can cause a lot of bloating, all of that stuff. Um, But in general, it's going to be less processed foods, more veggies, more fruit, you know, moderate protein, whole grains, unless it's autoimmune and it's grain free, but they're going to have these kind of commonalities. And then they may have a lifestyle component on there too, where it's like, make sure you're managing your stress, make sure you're getting enough sleep, make sure you're getting sunshine, make sure you're getting movement, all of those things. And those are great. Like, right. We know that those are all part of the six segments for gut health that I teach in my gut rehab program. And they can be really, really helpful for people. So how do you know what protocol to choose? If you're just trying to start with something, how do you know 
when that is a good option for you and what the best option is. So we're going to dig into that next. First, I would be so grateful if you've been listening for a while to pause this episode and go give me a five-star rating and leave a quick review. It helps me so much to reach more people, get this message out into more ears because we know that gut health is super, super important. So pause, go do that. I'll be back. Okay. Thank you so much for doing that. Hopefully you guys all did that. If not, go hit pause and do it. Okay. So how to know which kind of protocol to choose, um, when a protocol is going to be helpful and when it's time to get more personalized advice. So there's a few different things that you need to consider. We're going to do four different things that you need to consider here. So the first one is personal dietary preferences and restrictions. So if you know that you don't like a certain food and like you despise it, you cannot tolerate it, like it is disgusting to you, don't choose a protocol that really pushes that out of the should, right? In the name of should, don't do that. Um, if you have celiac disease, most of those protocols are going to not have gluten anyway because it can be inflammatory for gut health but let's just take for example if you have celiac disease or you know you have a restriction for a religious reason or something just keep that in mind whenever you are um choosing a protocol um and then kind of second point here that goes alongside that is how feasible is this protocol for you based in your life if you have six kids and work and husband travels a lot and you're volunteering and da, 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 maybe AIP isn't super realistic for you right now because you have to manage the stress part too, unless you have a private chef and God love you. I hope you do um, <laughs> because it's a lot. Um, I would love a private chef. I love cooking, but it would be just so nice sometimes, right? To have somebody in your house, just, you don't have to worry about all the food. Um, but really look and say, what is feasible? What can I do? And sometimes that step forward is going to be a smaller step forward than going full out into one of these protocols. Um, timing is important. Are you going to have a whole bunch of travel coming up where it's a more stressful season? But if you wait a couple months, things are going to calm down and it's going to be a lot more easy to manage. That's all things that you need to consider whenever you're choosing a protocol, really picking something that works for you and works with you because increased stress, right? Negatively impacts the gut too. So that's just something to consider. I don't think that people fully appreciate how negative stress affects the gut. Like it is so, so important. So if it's going to be better nutrition choices, but high stress or low stress, but more like addict, like average nutrition choices, I would always go for that one for you because stress is just that critical to manage. The third factor here to consider is how severe your symptoms are and do you have any diagnosed underlying gut health conditions that you know you're struggling with? Um, if your symptoms are super, super severe, you may decide that a more restrictive protocol is going to be a good option for you. Um, it just helps to kind of pour buckets of water onto the flame. All of these protocols, um, a lot of these protocols, I'm not going to say all, are more short-term solutions where it just can help you feel better 
in the short term. Unless your real problem was just really simple things like you're eating too many processed foods, you're not eating enough veggies, you're not managing your stress, you're not sleeping. Sometimes gut symptoms absolutely can totally fully be reversed by really focusing in on those things. And that's wonderful. And if that is you, these protocols are ideal for you. If you have SIBO, if you have really severe dysbiosis and a ton of inflammation in your gut, just doing these little food and lifestyle changes may not be enough. And this may just be more of a short-term solution where you're like, I feel super good whenever I'm on this protocol, but it's not uh, something that I can maintain all the time. And whenever I go off of it, I start feeling really bad again that's a really big clue that there's something else going on that needs to be looked at. So then you need to start looking at some of these long-term gut healing strategies there. Then the fourth one here is just the importance of having a support system. You know, is your family on board? Are they going to help or are they going to have things in the house and insist on you making a second meal and the whole thing? Um, do you have access to resources, to recipes? Do you have time? All of that, just building up your support system. If your family's not su super supportive or you're single, um, but you really need some support and you really want to do this, just make sure that you're creating and building that around you. That's something I offer in my gut rehab course in my program. Um, and people find it completely invaluable because it can be a challenge to really find people who get what you're going through. Um, and then we need to really look at tailoring the protocol to your unique needs. So I've said it before, but we're just going to make it its own bullet point here. You need to customize your protocol. You know, sometimes, yes, just making these changes is enough. But again, if it's not, um, you may need to incorporate some personalized supplements and herbs and probiotics. And those are things that you really need to work with a healthcare provider on. Otherwise, you're just kind of shooting in the dark, you know, and hoping that you're picking the right thing. Um, it's something that I have extensive training with. It's something that, you know, anybody who has gone through similar trainings as me has extensive training with because there's a lot to consider whenever choosing these supplements and choosing these herbs and probiotics and everything. So just make sure that you're working with someone who's really well trained and has a lot of experience with clients in actual practice um, whenever you're looking for someone. So that is it for today. Just remember, you know, I've said it probably like seven times in this episode, gut health is a personal journey and finding the right protocol may take some trial and error. You may have to try one and then try another. Um, but whenever you are armed with your assessment of your gut health and your needs, like we talked about at the very beginning of this uh, episode, Whenever you explore the different protocols, wisdoms of the wisdom of professionals um, that you're working with, you're really well equipped to make an informed decision. So don't be scared to take action whenever you have all of those things. So as you start or continue on this gut healing adventure, just really embrace your individuality and celebrate the power of personalization here. If you're somebody who's just been trying something that somebody 
else has, you know, suggested that it worked for them, you know, really hone into your specific needs and embrace yourself, your unique self. Stay true to your dietary preferences, your lifestyle, just because you're seeing Instagram mom with her five kids that she homeschools and she's making, you know, stone ground wheat and sourdough and her garden and the whole thing. That doesn't mean that it's right for you, right? Listen to the cues that your body gives you as you're moving forward and use it as information to adjust and make a different turn if if it's not the right thing versus stopping altogether. And don't forget to surround yourself with support and resources to keep you motivated along the way. So just like I said, the path to gut health may have its twists and turns. I always say it's like a turn by turn navigation system where you don't get the whole overview all at once. You just get the next turn and the next turn and the next turn. Um, But with all of this information that we've talked about today, um, especially if you're partnering with someone like myself, you're going to navigate it and get through. Trust the process. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your body. And know that you have the power to restore balance and harmony to your gut. Thank you for joining me today on the Nourished and Thriving Show. I hope this episode has inspired you and empowered you to take control of your gut health journey. Remember, you're not alone in this. Together, we'll continue to unlock the secrets of gut healing and create a thriving, vibrant gut health. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered to take bold action towards your health goals. If you enjoy what you heard, don't forget to follow my show so you never miss a new episode. And it would mean the world to me if you left me a review so others knew what to expect from my show. Last, get in touch. Let me know what bold action you're taking. Let me know how you're inspired. Follow me on Instagram at the underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. I've put a link in my show notes for you so you can simply click and follow. Come say hi. I respond to all my messages and I can't wait to get in touch.